Welcome back to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. Um, We talk to people from different niches, different organizations, and different backgrounds to find out a little bit about what it is that they do to achieve high performance, or they may be doing something in their field or their niche that um, will help up any high performer. And and so we've got a couple of things today we're going to talk to. I think you're going to be really interested and excited about our guest today. Um, Just before we jump into that, a couple of quick kind of housekeeping items. Um, One, if you haven't already, make sure that you connect to us on Instagram. Um, You can find us at um, Big Idea underscore big moves on Instagram. And so make sure you follow us there. Lots of good content um, online there as well. Um, The other side is that Epitome HR, one of our supporters, is running some additional sessions right now. And they're doing some webinars, which you'll see on our uh, website, which is www.bigideabigmoves.com. And they are helping uh, individuals that are looking to get back into the workforce um, or are maybe looking at making a transition. So it's everything from um, they have career coaching, sessions for um, people through their LinkedIn profiles, their resumes, um, and also um, helping them get prepared for things like video interviews. So um, if that uh, is something that uh, fits for you, then definitely take a look at it. Again, look on the website. There'll be a link there and you can find out um, whether it makes sense for you over the next little while. Uh, So today, uh, we're happy to have Ryan Silver with us. Uh, Ryan is the Director of Global Operations for SantaSport, um, and that's the organization that is heavily involved in the health and safety protocols for the uh, return to play in the NHL, the National Football League, and MLB. Um, SantaSport uses ozone technology, which we'll talk about a little bit today, um, but not only in the sports world. um, It's also kind of looking at the military and law enforcement, and increasingly, being looked at for other fields as well. Um, So really kind of interesting for us to see what's happening there. Ryan works on partnership deals um, and also um, kind of internal operations and marketing for Santa Sport. So so we're lucky to have Ryan and and he's going to join us and and talk a bit about um, what they're doing. But uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, why don't we start a little bit, uh, maybe about you personally, because um, uh, Santa Sport's been around for a little while, but why don't you tell me a bit, of, a bit about your background and how you got into the role that you're in now with them? Yeah, so Sandy Sport, very briefly, has been around for about 20 years now. Uh, me personally, I've always been an athlete. I've, I've always dreamt of working in the sports world in some capacity. I was never really sure um, to what degree. Um I always knew that I wanted to be a part of something that could, whether it was keep players safe or um, be a part of something bigger that's not just about the sports itself, but about the operations of sports. Um, I've always, you know, you could ask any of my friends, they'll they'll laugh at me. I'm very uh, interested in player safety, that sort of thing. I always have been. Um, So this kind of uh, was the perfect storm for me. I get to combine uh, my love for sports and, and business and into one thing. So uh, this has been a real pleasure for me. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, cause uh, you're based out of Montreal, but I know that uh, um, the organization is, uh, is working with uh, a lot of different teams and leagues. Um, why don't you tell us just a little bit in a snapshot, what is it that you do? Like, how does that work? And, and then we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, right now. Yeah. So we manufacture all locally, um, uh, multiple machines that can significantly reduce different viruses, bacteria, and pathogens out of whether it's sports equipment or PPE or, or enclosed spaces at large. Um, we, as I said, we've been doing it for about 20 years. Um, 
and everything's done locally. Very cool. So we've got two two machines. There's a, a third variation of one of the machines, but uh, we've got the Sandy Sport Supreme, which is used to disinfect uh, whether it's hockey equipment, football equipment, baseball equipment, military stuff, um, a wide variety of, of different personal protective gear, um, and even other things that you'll see people put in it uh, that aren't related to sports and military. Um, but it's very much geared towards uh, specific items. Um, we've got another machine, which is called the Sandy Sport BE, which disinfects rooms at large. So um, with relating to the sports world, uh, locker rooms, athletic therapy rooms, weight rooms, that sort of thing. So um, the third machine is just uh, the Sandy Sport Double, and it's just a variation of the Supreme. It's just twice the capacity. Um, a lot of the NFL teams prefer the Sandy Sport Double. Uh, they've got a 53-man roster, so 53 helmets um, and shoulder pads could take quite a while. So they prefer the double. It's just twice the capacity of the Supreme. Yeah, so it's just pure volume. So, uh, so it sounds like you've you've got solutions that, uh, and that's why I think this is so much more important right now than an even normal. I mean, you've went from it being something that has become relatively normal, I think, in in the sports environment, but now it's it's that, but that much more. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that I did here just before we go into kind of how you um, how you guys are, are kind of looking at return to play and things like that right now. Um, I know during the time when sports weren't happening, um, places like and, and I think if I remember correctly, it was the Syracuse Crunch. They did. Um, they actually donated some of their equipment from um, Sandy Sport to the local hospital to see whether it would work for PPE. Is that something that you'd been finding during that time uh, broadly? Yeah, so it's actually the Syracuse Crunch kind of started that trend. And then um, I believe it was the Chicago Blackhawks and the Philadelphia Flyers, along with the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, donated some machines to uh, GM, which was using their plant to uh, disinfect N95 masks. So um, we're seeing now more than ever uh, pro sports teams that maybe aren't um, using their machines as much as normal because they haven't been playing, uh, donate, donate their machines to local uh, healthcare providers or or other people that need the machines. Um, I'm assuming with sports getting back uh, towards the end of July and August, they'll probably request those machines back. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we're glad to see that those machines were put to good use. Well, and, and the other side of that would be it probably opens an additional market for you as as things move forward. Because even even if things change, there's probably that knowledge now that that having more equipment like that is is better than than not having it and having to cobble it together when you need it. So, a thousand percent. It's a we always say it's better to be proactive than reactive. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it takes a, a large global pandemic uh, to realize those things. But um, you know. We're just hoping to be a, a small piece of uh, the solution for, for some people and, and hopefully, you know, keep some people safe throughout the process. Great. Well, uh, okay, so let's, let's talk about sports. I, I'm sure they have, um, the different leagues have different ways of coming back. But from, from your perspective, just tell us a bit about, you know, what, how are things different and how are things kind of working in the different environments? So I think of, you know, the NHL is using the whole bubble idea. MLB is looking at something a little bit different. How does that impact you guys? Yeah, so it, it's very interesting because uh, with the NBA and the NHL, you'll see these bubbles kind of forming where the MLB is, is kind of, uh, they've got their own set of guidelines, but it's kind of business as usual for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impacting tremendously because you've got, uh, you know, about 12 teams in, in one location for the NHL, maybe a bit more than that. 
yeah. uh, for the NBA, you've got uh, all the playoff teams in one location. So um, from a sheer standpoint of using the machines, the machines are going to be used much more frequently than they otherwise would have, just because you might have four or five games in one day from 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Um, so the machines are definitely going to be used uh, significantly more, which we're happy about. Um, yeah. And then from the uh, equipment manager standpoint, there's a lot more moving pieces than they're used to. Uh, you know, typically you got to worry about just your team and keeping your guys stuff clean. But if there's other people coming in and out of the rooms, um, there's a lot more moving pieces and, and variables that you're not used to. So the equipment managers are going to be the real stars of this. I can promise you, you might see Crosby and Ovechkin, um, but those guys aren't doing it without the equipment managers. I could, I could promise you I'm, I'm speaking with those guys every day and the major sports league, um, all the sports leagues really need to give a pat on the back to the equipment managers who are, who I promise you are going to have some long hours and some tough hours ahead. Yeah, I, I would assume that right now, if there was a, an area that was a little more stressful than normal, it would be in those areas. Like, are, are you, um, are they having to deal with you guys a lot on um, um, any additional protocols or is it similar protocols, just more volume right now? Yeah, similar protocols, just more volume. And, and to give you an idea, an equipment manager's lifestyle, they could get into the arena at, at 2 a.m. And, and leave at 10 o'clock at night, like they could have 18 to 20 hour days, no problem. Some of these guys. So um, when you're adding in more and more valuable uh, variables and and more people coming in and out of the room and the heightened sense of awareness with the masks and, and with uh, this whole pandemic going on that that's the way these sports leagues are going to happen. It's a lot of this is going to fall on the equipment managers. And, and if there's anyone who's equipped for that, I've met um, probably a hundred or so equipment managers uh, there's no one else I'd rather keep my faith uh, in the continuing of sports than those guys. They're, uh, they're happy to do it, and, and there's no harder working group of people than those equipment managers. Uh, so right now, um, if, there, if there is something that goes off the rails, what, what do you foresee that being, I guess? And, and you know, is, there, is there something that you guys kind of see as, as are there points of, uh, if there are points of failure, where are they from, from your end? Is, that, is it not being not cleaning enough or is it not doing other things outside of that? So for me, um, I see it as pretty clearly, but maybe I might be biased. So um, you could take care of the equipment and you could disinfect the locker room and you could take care of the things that you know exist. Um, the things that might be tougher to do is what's happening outside of the arena. Are people really isolating? Are they really social distancing? Because um, even if you disinfect the locker room and the arena every single day and you do things properly the way they should be, um, it's the stuff away from the arena or the locker room, uh, making sure people are being smart and, and cautious, yeah. uh, which to me I see is, is uh, a bit of a tougher task than the actual gear itself. Yeah. And, and how about, I mean, it's, that's the piece that's the big wild card, right? Is how people can be, you know, vigilant outside of it. And, and it's already, I mean, you've already seen that in, in kind of how they've had to deal with certain things in, in the bubbles in, in uh, uh, Florida and everything already. Um, do you see, uh, you know, is there a concern for, you know, what, what you guys do? Do you, do you have to do anything different in, like, let's say you've got the environments in, in Florida, which are just a little bit different right now. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, when you're in a, a hotspot, that is a little bit different. And is there anything that you guys have to do differently? Or is it pretty much kind of uh, up to the team to figure out how to do that or the league? 
so from our perspective, uh, the Supreme and the Double are very simple to, to, to operate. You put your gear in, you click start, you close the cabinet, it's very easy. Yep. Uh, we're doing a bit more consulting with the VE, um, just helping people run the right cycle times to the right rooms, um, making sure they're comfortable using the machines. If they need any extra supplies, we're happy to send those. Um, so from our perspective, it, it, it is very much business as usual. We're just uh, maybe hopping on a few extra calls and explaining things in a bit more depth than usual, maybe. Yeah. And um, uh, other organ from what I understand, other organizations outside of sports is, are starting to look at this as well. And we've already talked about, you know, military and law enforcement, where obviously it, it um, uh, has been used. And uh, But uh, my understanding is there's some other organizations that have started to kind of ask about this, considering what's happening right now. Have you have you had many of those? I, I know I've read something about it being Amazon and a couple other places that were, were also inquiring about it. Is, is it relatively broad? Are there certain industries that are doing yeah, so we're actually seeing more automotive companies reach out um, and inquire and buy machines. You think about some of these companies that, you know, they're manufacturing cars and they've got assembly lines and they've got what are, what are called exoskeletons or different types of harnesses uh, to reduce repetitive stress injury. Um, a lot of that protective gear can't go in a normal washing machine. Um, it's very similar to a knee brace for an athlete or an elbow brace for an athlete. Um, it just, that stuff doesn't go in uh, a washing machine. It'll, it'll, um, it won't, it won't come out the same way it went in. So um, for a lot of automotive companies, they're using their harnesses. Um, they're using Sandy sport to disinfect those harnesses um, that might be used by someone else the next day and someone else the following day. So they're trying to take precautions where, where maybe perhaps, um, it wasn't at the top of the priority list right now. Um, things have changed. We're also seeing a lot of companies have uh, COVID prevention teams, um, whether it's sports, whether it's autom automotive. We're seeing a lot of companies have um, third-party uh, consulting groups and internal groups where um, they're allocating new dollars. They're, they're gathering the brightest minds in the particular fields to um, advise and should suggest and um, this safety and this, this awareness over the last 20 years, that's been our, our goal to, to educate and, and make people aware. So, um, by no means are we happy that there is a pandemic, but, um, we're glad to see that these different sports leagues and these large corporations are taking the necessary steps to keep their, uh, employees, whether they're athletes or, or, or average shows like me and you, uh, yeah. we're happy to, to see, uh, companies, uh, take the proper, uh, cautions to keep their their people safe. Yeah, like that. I mean, if there's a if there's a positive side to what's happened is that Thank there you. has that whole kind of occupational health and safety, whether it's whether it's in sports or whether it's in other things, has um, has really taken front front stage. So that that's great that that's happening, and and you know your solution helps them do that. Um, do you do you find um, uh, like I guess this is the other thing is that it it seems very applicable to so many other things. Um, have you found kind of healthcare and, and uh, places like that? Um, you know, uh, do you think your solution would kind of fit into those kind of areas? Yeah, so we've had a few large hospitals actually reach out to us. Um, there's obviously some level of, of procedures you need to follow um, in order to get your machines into those types of spaces. But um, there's been some hospitals to reach out and, and just inquire and, and want to do testing with our machines. There's there's nothing concrete uh, to be fully yeah. transparent yet, but there's been some hospitals that have reached out to say, can you send us a machine? We just, 
we would love to test it. We'd love to run it through a lab. Um, we've done a lot of testing at the Mason Lab out of Cornell University, yeah. um, which we've got a great relationship with them. Um, so a few of these high-profile hospitals have reached out um, just to just to run it through a lab and, and, yeah. and see how effective it is in different types of uh, bacteria and viruses. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fantastic that at least um, you're also really getting some good concrete study stuff out of it that I'm sure you can you can use moving forward, which is nice, too. Um, so if you're a if you're a any organization, because right now the, the thing that a lot of um, our listeners are struggling with is um, they're in a bunch of different businesses and industries, but they're struggling with the same thing of how do I, how do I safely come back? And whether it's about, um, whether it's about sanitization in the way you're talking about, but just generally, if, if there are a few steps that you think people should kind of think through or a couple of things they should do for sure, um, if they're thinking about their business, do you have a couple of recommendations of how they approach that? Yeah. So firstly, it obviously depends what kind of industry, obviously, um, you're not going to treat a hockey team the same way you're going to treat a tech company who's sitting at a desk. So yeah. Uh, firstly, you got to understand who's coming into contact and what are the potential risks and, and kind of assess, um, you know, where can your problems arise? Um, the second thing I would do is speak with the team internally, um, see what they're uneasy about, see what, where their stress and, and, you know, maybe uncertainty comes from because um, the people are, who are doing the job every day, I promise could give you the best feedback and, uh, those are the people that know where the risks lie. Uh, sometimes it might be tough for the CEO to say, uh, let's do this because it might be the most cost effective thing, but uh, the employees might say something at the complete other end of the spectrum. So um, I would say assess the risks, speak with the employees. Um, and then the other, the last thing I would say is it's going to cost something. Yeah. I've seen it uh, on several occasions where, you know, no, no, I don't think we need this. And then an outbreak happens. Hey, can we get a machine tomorrow? So um, I always say proactive is better than reactive. And, and the cost of doing nothing will, will usually outweigh the cost of doing something early on. So um, that might be me. I'm, I'm an OHS guy, an occupational health safety guy. So um, that might be my bias speaking. But uh, I like to err on uh, well, and, and we, we kind of see that now, right? Because, um, you know, there are so many industries that are caught behind trying to either find solutions that just aren't available right now or have to do this kind of backpedaling of figuring out what they should have done. And, and so maybe there's that opportunity to, to, to do it right the first time around and have it so that, you know, if, if this happens again or something like that, you're prepared um, for the and, second. And there time. are there are a lot of companies that are doing it right the first time, whether they're Sandy Sport customers or not. Uh, you look at someone like Shopify, who's not a Sandy Sport customer, maybe they will be one day, but um, whether it's work from home, whether it's giving their employees an allowance to set, set up a workstation from home, um, yeah. creating allowances, there are companies that are doing it the right way and taking the necessary precautions. It's not going to be the cheapest way to do it, but it's going to be the best way, which is sometimes more important than the cheapest way. I, and, and that's it. I think most, um, most people listening to this would, uh, if they, they didn't think it before, they're starting to think it now. So there's a lot more people that are trying to, to figure out how do we do it and how do we do it safely. So, um, and, and maybe kind of uh, if people are interested in whether it's, it's connecting with you or connecting with Sandy Sport, what, what are the best ways to, to go about doing that, right? Yeah, you could go on uh, the Sandy Sport website at sandysport.com and, and go to the contact page. 
Um, those usually come to me directly. Besides that, if you've, if you've got pressing questions and, and need immediate answers, you could email me directly. It's ryan at sandysport.ca. Uh, a lot of people give me a hard time for that .ca, our Canadian email ad. <laughs> um, yeah, those are usually the two best ways to reach me. All right. So we'll make sure that it's .ca. That's, it's a, a proud Montreal con- company. So that's, that's a good thing. So, um, uh, all right. Well, oh, thank you very much for doing this. Cause I, I know it's probably pretty busy right now and there's, um, and, and it is something that I think is just of, uh, of interest to people, not just, um, uh, for people that are in interested in the sports kind of portion of things. There's so much, um, kind of riding on how, um, how things open back up and how, um, we think about things moving forward. And, and I think that a company like yours is really kind of taking that um, uh, the front step of that. So, so thanks for, uh, for doing that and also for sharing with us. That's, that's been great. Thank, I want to thank you for having us on and, and you know, helping us spread the word. What, you, what you're doing here is, you know, it's important stuff. I, I definitely listen to some of the podcasts. I think most of the, day, most of the guests are, are significantly cooler than, than someone like myself who is, you know, a boring Montreal company. But um, Not at all. We're very, we're very happy to be a part of this. Thank you for, uh, thank you for having us on. And you know, if there's no any way we can help, whether it's, um, whether it's OHS stuff or or Sandy Sports stuff, we're we're happy. Whether uh, whether it involves us or not, we're we're happy to try and keep people safe and right. Uh, well it's it's important stuff as we said so um you know let's make sure we do that if uh if you're listening on any podcast platform that you're on uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button um and uh and make sure as we continue to have these fantastic guests that uh that you get first crack at it so so make sure that you're doing that and um i just also remind everybody if uh there is a if you're looking at um kind of redesigning your goals moving forward into uh, the tail end of 2020 and, and as things start to kind of move forward and you want to reevaluate how you do things personally, um, there is a, um, a, a big move plan it's called on there and it just basically helps you kind of walk through that process. So if you go on to www.bigideabigmoves.com, um, that will uh, be there as well. It's free, so, so take advantage of it. The other side would be um, we will have show notes as well um, that will have kind of all the contact information for uh, for Ryan. And uh, the lucky thing is, is that we all get to kind of see how all of this kind of un- un- unveils itself over the next little while as the different sports uh, hopefully come back the way we're expecting them to. And we all get kind of back into uh, enjoying some things in, in a way that's at least closer to what it used to be. So, uh, so thanks again, Ryan. And uh, we'll talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big Moves. Thank you, Jamie. Enjoy. Enjoy.